Can you smell our brains are cooking? Mylan, if you haven't guessed. Welcome to episode 23 of Under, Under the Cull of MS. Today we're going to talk about a few wrestling comics and then get into some brain th- talk. Uh, start out with The Rock from Chaos Comics. Uh, previews exclusive, and then The Rock number one. Uh, someone wants The Rock to throw his match. The Rock fights back and gets his and his loved one's life threatened. Bad guy's got like a sidekick, an <laughs> henchman sidekick named Mr. Fist. He likes the he must have some super strength with his fist, and he punches it right through people's chest. Uh, female illegal fighting promoter sets up a fight to the finish. Winner take all, last one standing type uh, fighting fighting match, wrestling match. I think it's basically all fighting. I don't think it's just straight up wrestling. And she says that The Rock is fighting, but she lied and has someone that kind of looks like The Rock. And that is why The Rock is attacked by the ones who don't want him to win. So they attack him to try and stop it. Then he goes, finds the fight promotion and goes, checks it out. And he goes to fight in it because he's like, you're not going to sour The Rock's name. If you're going to talk about The Rock, The Rock's going to defend it. So, don't be a jabroni. And watch what you do or The Rock's going to come after you. Then another one I picked up at West Dallas Comic Book Store. That I checked out for the first time and I seen this cool virgin cover with Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man, fighting in the ring. Virgil sitting on the side. Money. And I'm like, well, I got to check this out because I haven't seen anything with Ted DiBiase in a long time and Virgil. And I find out once I take it out of the package and look at the back of the cover that it's a number seven WWE comic with a Royal Rumble cover. And it's got Bray Wyatt's gang. Uh, They... Well, you got Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. They kidnap Dean Ambrose and throw him in their trunk and take him off to go beat him down or get rid of him or whatever. And the whole they're all in Wyatt County country, so it's like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil Rejects style. Uh, atmosphere and it's got that whole house thing because uh, they grab Sasha Banks and they take her because she was traveling with Dean Ambrose and they take her and take her to the Wyatt home and they're sitting at the dinner table she's talking to Ray Wyatt, why, trying to figure out why they kidnapped her and all that stuff. And it's got that whole 
close to a thousand corpses look when they're sitting in their at their dinner table. Then they Ray basically tells Sasha that they want Sasha to join the Wyatts and help them take over the woman's division because uh Basically, they have no females in the white clan yet, so they don't have no one wrestling in that division, so they can't take over those belts. It's I like how it can it plays along with the WWE show storyline, and uh, basically makes it more fun. Gives you that whole movie aesthetic that type of look and the back of the comic. I want to read more of these because this definitely goes on it's a continuing story. So I got to get some more to find out more what happens to Sasha and everything. But uh, in the back, they have a little couple pages of DET story, which is Damon's Damien's uh, dinner time. That's what DDT stands for. And yet him fighting Macho Man and some other wrestlers and taking them out. And then the next match is him fighting DDT, fighting Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And he wants to kick his butt and sick Damien, Damien on him. That was a fun story. And then I got another Chaos comic I came across was Smiley the Psychotic Button, Wacky wacky Wrestling Special. This was hilarious. Standard Smiley comic. It's got the WWWC's gold jockstrap is at stake in a nuclear head-busting brawl. Smiley and Lazy B. Echo from the upper stands with a air horn, megaphone type thing that Smiley pulls out of his pocket. And uh, they get put in the ring for heckling. Uh, well, you got wrestlers like Bulk Boa, Silverberg, Spring, Perry Pluto, Pluto Ray Suspicioso. The NWWO, the Ultimate Cheeseburger, and so on. Uh, Bulk Bow and Silverberg go up in the stands, grab Smiley and Lazy B, and take them to the locker room, tell them to get suited up. They're going to be in the ring. Just imagine what happens. Fun watching them fight through the whole event and everything. So. If you like comedy and wrestling, it's definitely a comic you want to pick up. Then we got the Kevin Nash Big Sexy Comics. I got a variety of them, the preview, number one, number two. Uh, it's basically it, I found out well, the preview comic Basically, tie has an interview from Kevin Nash explaining that he wrote the comic and all that stuff, which is very interesting. I was glad to hear that. And he actually did a pretty decent job. 
And it's got its quirkiness. It's like you would expect from Big Sexy there. Uh, and it was done during his WCW years. And it's got the sketchbook of all the comic art and the rest of there. And then you go into the issue one of the Nash comics and basic synopsis is in the year 2000, Armageddon never came. No final battle at the world's end. No phantom horsemen ringing in the apocalypse. Truth was worse than that. For when famine, pestilence, and death arrived at last, they were entirely of human origin. It was the work of the Citadel, a secret cabal led by a man named Cyrus, Cyrus Storm, a man whose vision was exceeded only by his ruthlessness. Storm foresaw the flood, the food shortage that an ever-expanding world population would bring. And that was a scenario he planned to avoid with every means at his disposal. Releasing a deadly but selective virus into the environment, Storm and his cabal decided who would live and who would die, controlling the fate of every individual on Earth and ridding the world of any believed to be defective. To maintain the purity of the upper class, they found salvation in the Citadel's order. Huge domes were constructed around the world's greatest cities. The affluent lived in the plague-free security of the domes, while the lower class subsisted in the diseased, forgotten wasteland. Those wasteland dwellers who survived the virus soon faced another calamity, starvation. Food had become the most precious commodity on the planet, and it was hoarded for the upper class. Food shipments destined for the domed cities became targets of highwaymen and wasteland marauders, but these outlaws rarely stood a chance against truckers trained in military combat. Now life in the wastelands is bad and getting worse. Poor and the hungry face a bleak future, a future that would be entirely without hope were it not for one thing, a man, a legend, called Nash. Basically, it's Road Warrior style story, that apocalyptical end of the world, rich take over everything, everybody else suffers type story that we've seen a million times, but I really enjoyed that one and am looking forward to more of it. Hopefully, I can find the rest or whatever else they made for it. Then I checked out issue number zero, one half, and number one to ten. Of the Undertaker com uh, comic books, and in this one, enter the Undertaker enters the wrestling realm where we see regular wrestling matches. He actually sees uh, demon beings from Stygian, where Paul Bearer transgressed to to and hopes to rule. And Kane is afoot, but what are his real intentions? And Hell's Chronicler has lived and died 15,738 times and is tired of it and wants someone to take over as Master of Stygian so they can end her misery. 
Who will it be? The Undertaker, Augustus, the Embalmer, or Paul Bearer, or who else? Possibly. The Undertaker and Kane gets deeper into their family burning in their home story where uh, Undertaker supposedly put the family on fire and Kane got all burnt up, saving him. Storyline gets an interesting view. And you also get to meet their half-sister. Uh, you had the same mother as Kane. Or same father as Kane, uh, Paul Bear. And story line is it has been a strange journey, to be sure. The Undertaker, once he was guardian of Stygian, Hell's Prison, now he uses the squared circle of the WWF ring to do battle with the Dark Souls, the demon foot soldiers who have escaped from Stygian with their own alliances and agendas. All seek control of the three books of the dead, unholy books of prophecy and power that have been in existence since time immortal. Immemorial. The one who possesses all three holds the key to unimaginable destructive powers, including control of Stygian. The battle lines are drawn. The Undertaker holds the third volume of the books. The mysterious embalmer holds the first volume. Who holds the second? What is Paul Bearer's stake in all of this? And what are mankind's motives? We, as passive observers, can do nothing but watch as the undertaker stands at the cusp between his past and his destiny. Remember, in hell, you can trust no one. Listen. It's. A great story, fun story. Could have been cut down to probably half as many comics, but you get some nice big artwork and they draw it out. Uh, yeah, Kane and Jezebel. Jezebel is Kane's half sister. Mankind, Mr. Sacco in here. You have interesting storylines to go with it. You got Undertaker's minions, so you get some other wrestlers that. He's defeated over the years, have become his little clergy. And if you like WWE, I know that said WWF, they actually still had the WWF mainframe back then, which I personally still look at it as. I don't care about the that it's the same label as some other organization or whatever. I just. World Wrestling Federation is what it's always been to me. But uh, check those out if you like wrestling. Those are some great ones. I'm going to hopefully get into some more in the future. And we'll go from there. Now, a lot of wrestling comes a lot of issues with head trauma, just like football and all some other contact sports. Uh, taking headshots to the brain with chairs and stuff. We sadly lost some great wrestlers like Eddie Guerrero, uh, Chris Benoit and stuff. The Hearts and lots of 
lots of wrestlers over the years have died early and because of issues with brain trauma and stuff like that. And we ourselves with multiple sclerosis get the wonderful issues with our brain. And uh, one of the biggest ones is cog fog. Or also known as MS-related brain fog. It affects many people living with MS. In fact, it's estimated that more than half of people living with MS will develop cognitive issues like difficulty understanding conversations, thinking critically, or recalling memories. Uh, we call it cog fog. It's short for cognitive fog. It also refers to as brain fog, changes in cognition, or cognitive impairment. Uh, you can lose your train of thought mid-sentence. You can forget what what you ent- were going, why you entered a room, or what you're gonna do. You can struggle to remember a friend's name. I mean, <laughs> they're all wonderful little issues we can have. Uh, your brain work, can work differently, whereas you have tons of information there. It's like my podcast. I have lots of stuff down. Got it all planned out. It sounds great. And as soon as I start, you you listen to it. So you know how crappy <laughs> it comes out. It's just all shoddy, choppy. It's It can be beautiful sounding in your head. And as soon as you open your mouth, it takes longer for it to come out. You lose half the stuff you're thinking of. Forget about it. <clears throat> Sadly, this year, <laughs> one of the things I noticed with mine is I had to ask <laughs> people how to spell my last name. I forgot how to do that. I've forgotten my wife's name, animals' names, and stuff. I mean, things that you've dealt with your whole life, you can just totally disappear out of your head at times uh, you can there's lots of things you can try and do uh, there's it just all depends on where our brain lesions are in our head and stuff and what areas are effective affected it can affect our gait or um, brain thoughts, just fatigue, all that stuff. But just sucks because there's not really much you can do. You can try change your diet and stuff, and try different things and exercise, and <clears throat> things like video games and playing cards, reading stuff like that to keep your brain act- active at all times. You keep notes. I mean, I got probably 20 different notepads for stuff. I'm always carrying one around. Whenever I go to appointments and stuff, I write notes for my doctor and stuff. I'll 
take a couple index cards. I'll have every question I want to ask them. I'll look at those cards when I'm at the appointment. I'll be driving home or get home and realize half the stuff on the cards I didn't even ask. Or I'll start talking about something, which I'm, I haven't listened to all my podcast episodes yet, so I don't know if I've done this. I'm sure I have, but I'll be talking about something and I won't finish it. I'll go on to a different subject or totally forget about what I was talking about. Uh, it helps to focus on just one thing at a time. Don't try and be a multitasker. No, nobody is, no matter what they tell you. But it's best just to focus on that one thing. Keep your brain focused on it. Uh, do things when the time of the day when you have your most energy. Use that time of day to do your most difficult things. Ask family and friends to speak slower, give you more time to process information, don't interrupt you, screw up what you're talking about. You need deep breathing exercise to reduce stress and meditation is great for that. Uh, Eat brain foods packed with healthy fats or omega-3s like avocado, salmon, and walnuts. Take walks, indulge in another form of exercise you love regularly. Like I say, DDP yoga is excellent. Uh, learn something new to help challenge your brain if you can. And with us MSers, we got the wonderful uh, thing of brain atrophy. Our brains shrink faster than normal people. Uh, brain atrophy is a critical indicator of cognitive and physical decline in MS. Accurate measurements of brain atrophy give doctors a complete picture of how the disease is progressing and help them determine how well treatments are working in individual patients. Usually clinicians determine the disease progression by the presence of brain lesions, but MS patients also suffer severe brain volume loss which is more difficult to assess. This may be a reason why some patients continue exhibiting cognitive and physical decline despite using MS treatments known to stop new lesions from forming. Uh, You can basically get your MRIs done. Your physician can basically just count the number of your lesions and check out the sizes and where they're located and at. Basically, we hope that in the future they'll come up with something that helps slow the brain atrophy, shrinkage, and uh, see what we can do with that. But I don't think we'll see anything in our, uh, at least in my life. Then. But uh, yeah, it's it's knowing also that if you have like dementia and Alzheimer's in your family that if you have MS, there's a good possibility that you'll get it at a way earlier age than expected, which, yeah, I can already see things starting. It's prevalent in my mom's side of the family, so that's not good. Yeah. 
what, what you gonna do about it? Yeah, disease, it's not gonna go away. You can't just try and try and play around with different things and see how they help and definitely try the different different eating ways and stuff. I know we're up upping our salmon intake now and uh been eating more and more fish gradually trying to get away from as much all the red meats and stuff and get back to the turkey chicken and fish uh veggies and stuff like they say have a colorful plate lots of good colorful vegetables and stuff don't waste your money on things that are non nutrient friendly and like you're gonna buy lettuce get yourself the romaine lettuce the darker greenier greenier leafier lettuce uh the red leaf lettuce stuff like that your standard iceberg lettuce basically has no nutrients left in it that's why it's getting whiter and whiter all the stuff gets sucked all the good goodness gets sucked out of it into the ground before you even get to eat it it's like if you ever watch a cornfield the farmers will let that corn go and you'll see you're like why aren't they cutting it down it's like corn's ripe and green they're waiting for it to get all brown because all that you want all as many of the nutrients as possible from the stock to go into the corn cob itself and so that's why they wait for that but yeah, brain trauma is not fun. And yeah, when we were stupider, younger kids and stuff like that, we used to do all the headbutting and shit like that. Headbanging. <laughs> if you're young, don't be dumb. Don't abuse your brain. It's one of the most important parts of your body. I see these kids nowadays doing all these different challenges and stuff. It's like, you're going to regret it once you get into your mid 20s to mid 30s. You're going to start feeling all kinds of issues. If you get any, you might get lucky and not have any. But uh, you watch boxers and stuff just getting pummeled over and over using those big gloves. So they're not getting hit as hard like you are with mixed martial arts where they can see the person uh, see how you can see them go that they've had a head head damage from a hit and they're stumbling on their feet a little bit or whatever and the ref can actually stop it with the UFC and stuff like that, the mixed martial arts. And they got the smaller gloves, so you're actually making an impact, whereas the big cushion boxing gloves, you're just taking a hit after hit after hit after hit. Head's basically a speed bag, and all it's doing is causing concussion after concussion after concussion that you don't even know about. Uh, mixed martial arts is way safer in that aspect but no matter what you're getting hit in the head you're getting hit in the head it's going to cause damage i don't care who you are what you are you're going to take some type of damage from it so protect that little brain case and 
get as much use out of it as you can and do things to help enhance it. And when we were children, we were told, don't play video games and all this stuff. They're actually helpful because your brain is highly active when you're playing them. So, but hopefully this is some help for you. Uh, I know I'm a day, day late on this one. I ended up running around too late yesterday and just figured I'd pump it out today. Maybe next week I'll make it up by throwing a couple extra things out there. Uh, but feel free to send a message. Make sure you rate and review us. If I see any reviews and stuff, I'll give them shout-outs. I still haven't figured all that computer stuff out yet. I'm still playing around with things. Uh, going to send me a question or a thought or whatever, something I might want to talk about on the podcast, just send a message to Kevin the Duckpool at gmail.com and I will give you a shout out on the podcast and tell your friends, get the word out. If we can get more than our four and a fifth listeners and see what happens. But have a great week.